0: Most jacked. Mikael or Adama Trevor? Oh, I
1: I think he's I, still Adama. I, I always think. go Adama, yeah. Just he is ridiculous. So chiseled. He looks so ridiculous on like you're like, is he a rugby player or With how tight the jersey is, too? Oh, it's yeah. like, like does he have an like, children's like extra small? This is like that is
0: like that neck or shoulder? Is that trap? I don't know. Right. It's like there's so much muscle. It's so overlapping. It's so it's so just mesmerizing to look (laughs) at yeah so this is the actual episode what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about we're going to go over our it's way too fucking early segment which is our segment which is going to go over way too early predictions for the Premier League season so it's four weeks in Uh, Four games in for most teams, and we're just going to make some way too early calls. And at the end of the year, we're going to look back, we're going to laugh, we're going to see how stupid we fucking were.
1: Yeah, so let's let's hop back into it, start talking about a couple more transfers. Um, I mean, uh, another team that uh, you know, I know you're chomping at the bit to talk about, but I'm impressed with as well is Everton this this uh, offseason. Well, how do you feel about their their signings? I
0: I feel good. I feel very good. Um, I think that it's definitely different this year because their whole mantra the last season or two has been, we're not spending that much. We don't have the money to spend because right. let's face it, they don't. They've spent like in a, one of the top amounts in the Premier League over the past five, six years. Right. I mean, Steve Bruce really just fucked us. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's very good. And I think the Premier League will have a bit of a... Um, how would i put this they they're definitely going to adjust for the fact that covid is happening of course but the financial fair play it just scares me because everton's in that perfect area where they they're not big enough to have like uefa or fifa (laughs) or the fa suffer any real consequences if they screw them right right. but they're just big enough to make an example of to the rest of the league so if anyone's going to get absolutely destroyed by financial fair play it's going to be everton
1: yeah it's kind of
0: but just put outside my you know just general anxiety about things (laughs) turning bad um which is just any everton fan will tell you is just constant state um, it, it's really good. I mean, they've done great business. You look at Ducore, who was, I think it's around twenty million pounds to twenty five million pounds, which, right. which is the same price for Alan, Same price for Hamez, twenty five. Right. Um, that's insane business for what you're getting production wise, um, age wise. Maybe for Alan, you're looking. It's it's it maybe night might not be the best deal down the line, but as of right now, it's working out perfect. Like yeah. he he brings an element to the team that we have lost. Since, since Ghana, and he does a lot of other things better than, than Idrissa did. But also you got to take into effect that Idrissa was dealing with one other midfielder and he was playing all the defensive roles. But, you know, put, putting that aside, great business. You have great business in the last window coming into this window where you spent, you know, a million pounds on two young players that are both going to play a role going forward in the season in Braithwaite. And um, I'm, I really feel like in Cuckoo. Nkunku? Nkunku? I I really feel like I'm going to butcher that. I apologize if I did. But it, he he is an excellent left back who we got for free from Marseille. And he's going to be a, a staple of the team going forward, I believe, uh, for many years. Like, after Denier's gone. As long as we manage to keep him happy and interested in staying and playing here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed by the decision to loan, loan out Moise King Because I feel like... That's just another one of those Everton talents that, you know, it's disappointing in the way that you bring in someone with such immense talent and they've got a lot of potential and then they just never really see the field. Like they don't, they don't, they don't even get a chance to prove and when they do get out there, they're pretty productive. I mean, this season, he's got two appearances. He's got two goals. Um, He, I mean, one might, might might've been a penalty, but he stepped up and placed that in really calmly.
1: Um, But all in all,
0: I, I I trust Carla.
1: Yeah, I mean it's always odd to see the, these players though. Just touching on the Keen point is he wants to leave because he wants to have more play time. At least that's that's what I was reading. That it, that he was a, a driving factor in there. Obviously, Carla wasn't giving him the starts, but DCL was. I mean, I know it goes back to the last season, but this season he's starting. He started fantastic, so you wouldn't expect to start over him. Um, but then he goes to. PSG, correct. Yes, and I just don't see him playing there instead. I well, mean, he might get more of a shot, but I don't think he's not their first choice. I believe he's going to play more, and here's why:
0: uh, I believe he's going to play more because Carlo, the way he rotates his lineup, is if DCL is DCL is first choice, but below him, Moyes is not second choice. Okay, it would be Richarlison who would play Sliding that striker into role. The striker, yeah, yeah, he would slide yeah. in. And then you would have either, like, Anthony Gordon, Awobi, or Bernard come in and play that left wing. And then that's how he would shift it around. Mm. So I think that he was more looking at, like, a third-string third, third string role. Gotcha. And that just wasn't as acceptable to him. Whereas when you go to PSG, you know, with losing Cavani, you have Akardi there, you have, um, you have Neymar there, and you have Mbappe there. And they are going to be the starters, but he'll be able to come in as a spark in any one of those positions. Um, he'll be able to kind of be the backup. And you know Chupa Modin got in a lot at PSG. So right. if Chupa Modin can get in at PSG and can come in in the 70th minute all the time, at least Moyes can do that, which he doesn't necessarily even get right now. Right? So, yeah.
1: I guess it's just it's it's odd to me. Um, I mean, he he did get those minutes, but a lot of those are you know in the in P. I don't know. At it's just garbage time. Loan, loan to PSG just doesn't make that much sense to me. That for any player, really, especially a young player, I feel like you want to perform you know in a in a intense league and in, if you're going out on loan to prove that you deserve that choice and I don't know what Keane has to do unless he wants a permanent move I don't know what Keen has to do at PSG to prove to Ancelotti that he deserves that chance because for me it would take a lot because you see Mbappe and Neymar putting up these ridiculous numbers it's gonna so. take over for Icardi yeah. Icardi's <laughs> gonna go down Moise
0: Keen in right,
1: regular well, starter I mean that they though. don't have the option to buy Right, Everton so. didn't give them the option to buy Right, but he could so. he could force a move at the end of the season Right, or, I mean that's or elsewhere. Not I I mean, he still has like 3 or 4 years on right. his deal Correct. So,
0: I mean, even if he did try to do that I, I feel like The respect that Carlo has I don't think that it would really come to that And Carlo's so Just known for being a good Manager of players that I don't mm-hmm. think that it would ever Come to that, or he would let it to come To that right. with Moyes um, Even though he's not the one who brought him here Um i say here like we're in liverpool brought him to liverpool everton oh yeah god
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a a nightmare yeah triggered your ptsd right
0: um i'm trying to think they don't haven't really i mean yes they brought in a goalkeeper i think that was a good decision um and i'm blanking on his name but i know he's this he's a swedish international keeper Olsen. olsen 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 Uh, and I think he'll be good competition. I don't think they bring him in to be a starter, but I think that they bring him in to make sure that Jordan knows that he needs to get his
1: shit together, <laughs> right, which, which he most certainly is, does. Yeah. So even even start of the season, i have had you know four wins. Obviously, playing extremely well, he's looked not good. No, no, he's. I, I don't know what's up with him because his confidence.
0: It's. I, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts and I've listened to a lot of different people judge the way he reacts to things. And I'm not really gonna do that because every individual reacts to things differently. And I can tell you for sure that it helped me when I played sports to react to things in a very aggressive <laughs> manner. Like it might not have helped other people, but that's how I found it was easiest for me to focus on what I was doing. Um, Cause it doesn't really matter what other people are doing around me as long as I'm not affecting you know, my teammates and I'm making sure that I'm performing at the highest level. So. I've seen a lot of people judge him for not reacting like a keeper should react. Like he should be calm. He should be like stoic, like a fucking right. rock. It's like yeah. a, I don't, I don't think that that's what he needs to do. But I really think that like he's got some pretty big holes in his game that have developed. They weren't necessarily there or as glaring when he first came. Like he's got a real issue with coming out and meeting balls. Right, uh, catching big problem. <laughs> Um,
1: One of the the main skills of a goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, he just he just has like these moments of panic where he's very calm. He knows what to do, and all of a sudden he's not sure of himself. Or at least that's the way it seems to me. Right. And then and but I don't think it has anything to do with the way he reacts to things. Or I think it just has to do with he just needs to build up that confidence mm-hmm. again. However, that may be for him. You know? Yeah, because and- every everyone's different.
1: I think it's tough uh, being, you know, the English number one in England. I think you're going to get uh, extra attention and and extra. Um, it's kind of like you know playing for the Jets, so you, you kind of yeah. have the, the media on you, and there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of trash media in England. Um, that is true. So, but it yeah, I mean, business-wise, uh, talking about the the other signings for Everton, uh, the top three, obviously, I think highlighted and they were all very good um i was reading a a piece um in the athletic they they were interviewing um agents and kind of they ranked the different uh purchases and and tiago was number one but uh rodriguez was second and then uh alan made the list too in the top four or five so that's really good business for uh for i think it's a really good business for um everton to get you know some star players, uh and, and some really good potential. Um obviously uh, Allen is very established. I was I was shocked when I saw that that decision and then the, the the fee was um very surprising to me. Um not that I follow Napoli close, but you know, my friends who do, um you know, Ray, who, yep. who's a big uh, Milan guy, he follows the Italian a lot better, he, you know, also was very surprised and was really good business for Everton, so especially with how much
0: they were asking it up. Just the previous window. Right, exactly. Like They're looking for somewhere around 60 to 65 million euros for him from PSG. All right. And then they turned down an offer in the 40 range.
1: Then you end up selling him for 2025. Right. And I, I mean, I, I, Napoli changed coaches I, or managers, I believe. Is that? Uh, uh, yeah, got Tuso. Yeah. Got, got so got yeah. to, Katsuto. Yeah, so I Katsuto. think I think the fact that they, they had a new guy come in it might have been uh Allen might not have been in their plans, but that's yeah, that's he fell down the packing
0: order, he was on the, the bench a lot more yeah, frequently.
1: That's impressive uh for Everton to to target that and, and got a good deal out of it. So
0: Yeah, I mean they, they identified the needs, which was the midfield really need to be overhauled because I mean Andre is good, but Andre can't carry defensively because he's not really a defensive player and offensively he needs to have time and space to work and when you just have tom davies in there running around like crazy trying to get to things and gilfie who didn't do anything defensively because he knew we weren't going anywhere Mm -hmm. um you know it's they they really they made a lot of the adjustments they did a really good job i I couldn't honestly i mean i'm I, i don't really know how i could be happier because i've never seen as good of a window as what i currently saw
1: right well yeah i mean that that's good good to hear and uh we'll, we'll move on now uh and, and talk about uh, i think we've got a couple of teams left we want to touch on since i mentioned them in the last segment we'll we can uh, talk about tiago now uh, going to liverpool yeah obviously for you know a, a steal i think everyone kind of agrees that um you know he went for a, a very good price and that they you know did good business there and i guess the i don't know it's been a lot of questions of why someone else didn't go for him and i i think that is a little overblown i think it's very possible that um a lot of other clubs were involved and and interested and and tiago you know he he gets a say too as well as as baron getting a say so um i think that might be a little overblown i think he wanted to play for klopp and i think that that is what drove a lot of the the decision making on the the top end but he was clearly for sale and you know uh, liverpool didn't made a Good piece of business there, I think.
0: Yeah, I can't, can't argue with you there. Um, he's an exceptional player who's really great on the ball, uh, can make all the kinds of passes that you would want or need. And I'm disappointed that Liverpool were able to make that signing for such a ridiculously low price. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And when you have a team that performs the way they do uh, with the kind of attractive football that they play under Klopp, I mean, people are going to want to go there. I mean, if I was playing football, I would want to go there. I mean, I mean, no, well, I take that back. I wouldn't want to go there. But yeah, pull, if I was like, if if I was a foreign player, I had no like. I just right. want to go play in the Premier League. Right. I want to play for an exciting team. Like that would be the obvious yeah. choice.
1: Yeah, I mean the. I mean that the obvious chance to to win a title as well as just um you know getting in a group of players that um seems like they are you know. Primed and, and, and ready to go every game. Um, so,
0: yeah, I mean, I would say that I think that Liverpool could probably use some reinforcements in the back. And, and that, and I mean, they did get another winger. They got, you know, Jota um, yeah. in for, you know, 40, 44, 44. It was like 44 million uh, pounds. So, I mean, I think they did a, a pretty, I mean, all in all, a good, good deals. Um, right. But I think that they maybe could have used a little bit more reinforcement. But with that being said, I mean, they're still, you know, the, one of the top two, but probably the top team in England
1: currently. Yeah. I think it definitely, um, I think they are a little hurt by the fact that their fullbacks are so young and so good um, because, well, I mean, watching the a couple of the games so far, uh, Trent, has not looked great, but you really you don't really want to bench your twenty year old star right back, Right. You know? So I think that um, they are because they're young. They expect them to be able to play every game, and they expect or close to it. Um, and they expect them to continue to perform. But I think not having that, like you said, uh, no no real backups. I'm not even sure who their backup right back is. I think Gomez slides out. Right, correct, yeah. Right. I mean, so, I could be wrong, but he did previously but I, I would wonder if that's still the plan just because he is you know starting at center back now whereas before i would he was kind of splitting time um i think nathaniel klein is finally gone so I, i'm actually you know not 100 am sure we'll look that up real quick and and see kind of why they didn't bring someone else in especially when you look at a team like tottenham who i mean i feel like i know REA fell out of favor but they they got doherty for for cheap and he's a good player yeah, there's really no – there's not a lot of fullback cover in the squad. Yeah, I mean, those I are mean, those names I don't even recognize. You dropped so. Milner in there, I guess. Yeah, Mil- okay. I, Milner did do that in, uh, if a little bit last yeah, couple uh, of years I, ago.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see that if I were a Liverpool fan. But,
1: you know, all in all – they right. they you, do the business they're going to yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't feel bad about your team. Obviously, it's just right. It's interesting that it's interesting too. At least I mean I don't read that much Liverpool news, but it, it seemed like they weren't even really looking for anyone. When you see, uh, you know, Man City was rumored for a left back. Man United made the signing of Tellez, uh Tottenham, you know, a lot Pretty of good the, A lot of these teams one are one of the few good signings they made. <laughs> yeah. Are uh, you know out there, and it looks like there are fullbacks available, and and Liverpool seemed uninterested, um, and they go and get Yota, which obviously I think is kind of a future thinking um, on that one, but you know I don't know how much he helps them this year. With obviously he's he's gotten the start um, already, but I don't know how much that that ki- keeps up when you have you know Mane, Salah, and Firmino. As long as none of them go go down with in- injury. I wouldn't uh, have Dio go out there. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Um, it'll be it'll be something to watch because injuries could definitely be a real harm yeah, to I the know, Liverpool know. side. I mean, City's definitely like of the top two. City, I, I would feel I feel like City's the deeper team, I I mean, especially like... with the additions that they've currently made.
1: And I feel like that this is the season where depth might be one of the, the the most important just with the shortened Mm -hmm. preseason and, and with the um, congested schedule Um, games coming
0: quick and fast.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to watch and see I I mean, I still expect Liverpool to be extremely good, obviously, but uh, yeah, just kind of wrap up our, our transfer segment. Um, I'll, I'll touch quickly on, on Man City and their business. Um, So I was relatively pleased with the uh, with the window. Um Fran Torres I think is is a good player. I think he's gonna be um obviously he's a little more for the future, but uh I'm not sure he's quite a like for like with Sane like some people were, were making it out, but he's he's a good player, um and he seems to, you know, be adapting pretty quickly. Um he's looked good in in the games. I've I've watched him so far coming off the bench usually, but still um, he's uh, kind of working well with those, um, guys up top with, uh, Sterling and and Jesus before he got injured as well. So we'll have to see when Aguero comes back, if they can, if they can gel. Um, and obviously if, if they can't, then Maras is there. So it's not like a a do or die for Torres. And I think that helps at at a 21, the age of 21. So, um, I was, pleased with the signing of of diaz as well I was disappointing that you know he didn't seem like he was their first choice so i haven't done in-depth scouting on him um so he's I always good in football management yes. I tell you that. <laughs> so i don't uh i don't have a huge opinion um like always besides just what i've read and it seems like he you know he looks like he's a leader on the team already um and that he's been a leader you know throughout his career which is nice i think that back four kind of needed that um as as you can see by by some of the early results <laughs> um and i also think you know it's it's very exciting that him and laporte could be lined up there and in you know our center back pairing for the the next you know 10 years uh obviously if everything goes to plan so i mean more like six and a half because laporte will be down for four and a half of those well, yeah that's 11 years but no um <laughs> Man, it, we're, it not a, we're not we're not a podcast it's, that deals with matt yeah obviously okay. um Bringing in Ake, I, I think, was a good move. Um, they paid a little more than I would have loved, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, obviously, they got him for a lot less than Bournemouth was asking last season, but it seemed right. like they met the valuation, and it's like, I don't think you should have to meet the valuation on a team that's going down. You know, right. like you, you force them. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, his. who's going to... Uh, obviously, maybe a, another team comes in and, and pays that amount, so they want to make sure they get their guy. Uh, especially with how uh, desperate it seemed they were for a center back, but it just seems weird to me that Bournemouth was able to get basically full value for someone as they're headed to the the championship. I assume Ake was not going to play that season for them. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's definitely fair. I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Uh, I, I do have a question for you. So you yeah. said that you said that um, I might blanking on his name. The sign that was to replace Sane.
1: Uh, for Torres.
0: Okay, so you said that Fernan Torres, Fernand Torres, you said that Fernand Torres is not the same, not the, like a like for like with Sonic. How would you describe his game if it's not a like for like for Sonic?
1: So I mean, I think it's similar. They have a similar play style. Um, he is, you know, he is a, a true and true winger. Um, I, they have talked a little bit about moving him inside, um, and I think he is a bit of a playmaker where Sane could only play a left wing you'd never see him move inside um i feel like torres could do a little more like bernardo silva where he is a winger slash a center attacking mid um like a like a where needed kind of guy exactly so um but more so i just mean that he's i don't think he's at the position that sané was when he left so sané was one of my favorite players on city and i think he was an extremely good player i know he didn't Get on the field as much as he would have liked but when he was on the field he either looked amazing or he looked terrible um so definitely the consistency was an issue but when Sané was on I think he was unstoppable and I don't think Torres is that yet obviously always an impact right always a couple
0: different ways yeah. but there's always an impact
1: yeah. um okay
0: well that's interesting interesting to hear your thoughts
1: yeah and then uh just any areas that you
0: feel like weren't addressed properly
1: yeah i definitely feel like left back um it's disappointing they didn't they didn't really look like they went for anyone Um, there was a little talk that maybe they were looking at um tag lafico if i'm saying that correctly, which i doubt i am um but they didn't want to pay the 20 to 25 that um they were looking for or that the, the team was looking for and I don't mind it if they start to give Zinchenko a chance again, but it doesn't seem like that's something they want to do. Um, obviously, bringing in Angelino, or bringing him off of loan last at the beginning of last season, now sending him back out on loan, he never really saw the field. I just I don't trust Mendy. I'm not sure what he brings to the table right now, at least the, through the first four games. He's definitely sketchy. He it You would, like, with Walker, less so with Walker, but maybe a little more with, like, um Giao Cancelo you say oh he's a little sketchy defensively but you know he he brings uh great offense sure Mendy is a little sketchy defensively and a little sketchy offensively a lot of the time so i got to be consistent uh, somewhere right i know they want him to succeed but i'm getting a little frustrated and i'm frustrated too with the the, the fact they don't give Zink more of a chance just because i think he is obviously the games he was playing he was fantastic and obviously i don't think i'm no more than pep um but he it seemed like all of a sudden it's not like he had you know four or five games in a row that were bad he just had some games where he was okay you know he maybe wasn't wasn't doing everything that pep wanted him to do and all of a sudden uh went to summer came back and he just wasn't starting for us anymore they did they signed him to an extension which I thought was promising I thought they would give him at least a chance to compete and all of a sudden now it looks like he is third choice left back um behind players who aren't even on the team so yeah that's definitely tough that does that
0: make you look at like the Telez signing for United and be even more upset just because Unlike Football Manager, in real life, there are fullbacks that are available, <laughs> and you have one go for, you know, 15 million euros, and one that at least I've never watched personally right. a lot. Like, I've seen, like, maybe a game or two of Porto over the years where I'm, like, flipping through TV channels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, Porto. I've seen him on Football Manager a lot. I buy a lot of players from there. I might as well give him a little look-see. And, you know, I've seen him throw in some nice crosses. I've seen some highlight videos where he looks really good. But at least from football manager's perspective, great signing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was. He up... normally cost you
1: like forty-five million pounds. <laughs> right, I was definitely a little disappointed, Um, especially since it it kind of seemed like he wasn't going to be able to go for that low as the the talk, and all of a sudden he went. So yeah, um, like I thought, barely any atoms too. You know, and I think they didn't necessarily want to bring in someone who's going to start every game um, because they still believe in Mendy. But I don't know why they believe in Mendy I want Mendy to do well too um you know I want him and all 19 of his his family members to to do well Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of Mendy's out there them and uh, Traorias yeah but they I don't see it I don't know I mean I think it's going to be a big change for him to be a out and out starter forever so yeah that's definitely um
0: I, I, I would still trust Pat, but I mean, it's definitely right, questionable. Question, yeah. Definitely questionable. It was, it was like crackers or something. Um, oh, you're right, we didn't. I would like to go over Villa just a little bit. Yep, so, yep. if we're going to touch on Villa here, I have their, their, their arrivals list brought up. At first... I, I didn't see a lot of Valley Watkins, but I really do believe that the EFL is a, a really good route to go through for talent now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, historically, at least the last 10 to 20, 30 years, has really been kind of looked down upon, more like the French League has, um, but even less, even more looked down upon, right. whereas I feel like it's a it's a really good area to cultivate talent now. Like Teams that come up aren't necessarily destined to go right back down anymore, a la Leeds and Possibly Fulham this year and him, Villa man. and um, yeah, Wolves, uh, yeah, yeah, coming up in what, placing like eighth or something? Seventh. Seventh? Yeah. yeah, it was a wild finish. So um, you yeah, have Ollie Watkins come in, 33.88 million seems a little, a little high, but I mean, obviously he's really producing right now. Like, that seems like a steal. Right. And it seems like it's going to be a steal going forward because he's only 24. So realistically, if he does keep producing at this kind of level, level he might leave for a big club come next season or the season after that, but still at a young age, you're going to be able to recoup, recoup way more than enough. Um, looking at Treore, I love Treore. I love watching him play. I've actually watched a decent amount of Lyon over the last couple of years, so watching him play has been really entertaining. I think getting him for you know around twenty million dollars is an incredible steal. Um, and I mean, I think bringing Barkley in on loan. And bringing in, uh, Emiliano Martinez, I know that he was happy to stay at Arsenal because he was happy to you know make his check. He's got to support his family back in Argentina, and he seems like a really just just quality person who is is pretty pretty freaking good at football. Like I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I think he's he's a solid player. Uh, yeah, he's a solid keeper. I wouldn't mind it if Everton, Everton splashed a little bit more cash and brought him in instead of instead of. Um, Olsen but I mean I I look forward to seeing him produce the rest of the season and then bringing in Ross on loan I think is actually a really good decision because I think that he can he can thrive in a situation where he's not necessarily expected to play amazing all the time like if he just doesn't have that pressure on him he can kind of flow where he wants to flow I think that he's that's a lot better of a situation for him as opposed to Chelsea where he needs to come on and serve an 8 out of
1: 10 every single match. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, the Ollie Watkins point uh, coming up through the EFL, um, I think is is big just for the the speed and the physicality of the game. Um, I think the obviously they're not going to be the same as the EPL, but you will see some uh, players. Sometimes it's it works positively, sometimes it's negatively. But players that come from especially like Italy or or Spain, they have very different ways of playing you'll, you'll see some center backs that were terrible in italy come in and do well in england so obviously that works out when it's that way but a lot of times it's the other way where you know they're just not used to the physicality and they're not used to the style of play so Going through England and obviously having the the connection um, to the manager who well, who we actually managed him where when he uh, met Brentford was uh, interesting season. and obviously they went back. Uh, that's who I would trust is uh, so a guy who's managed him the before. And then uh,
0: you know we'll take some suggestions uh, you know, on different like spoil or segments or that we might want to add. The matches, but interviewed uh, they, they they him currently we're gonna go over and we're just gonna fire through our one to twenty through for Premier League finish. We're gonna probably finish the pod with that uh, but uh, we're gonna do the biggest overachiever that we think is gonna be during the season for each uh, a player and then a team uh we'll do probably like a surprise finish high low um maybe coaches that we think are most likely or managers coaches i know some people have different distinctions depending on their club but you know what i mean who's most likely to get fired who's on the hot seat um, I guess we should go back and forth. Do we want to think about this for a minute or do we I'm want to just go into Just snap a, reactions. Yeah, this is a uh,
1: rapid fire, uh, with these we're thought up of right now. So
0: yeah, just, just right off the top.
1: So do you, are you, are, well, are we going to do the table at the end? Do you want to do the other? Stuff I think or the or table is, should be yeah, table. Give us a little end. bit of time yeah. to kind of maybe try to process that.
0: Um, so I'll, I guess I'll go to you first. And I'll say, who's your biggest overachiever? At the end of the season, what team do you think will be the highest on the table as opposed to where you thought they were going to be originally? And then who do you think is going to be lower compared to what you thought they were going to be originally?
1: Yeah, um, so biggest overachiever, easy answer, I think is going to be uh, Villa. Obviously, they've looked so good the first four games. Um, obviously, or three games, I'm sorry, they, they, they missed a week, so... Too early to tell, but I, I think they can keep it up. It looks like they are um, at least not, I don't think they're going to be, you know, a top 10 team. I think they might be right around that mid table, though, and anywhere between like 8th and 13th. Um, and, and they were projected to go down, at least. I mean, they almost went down by a point last week, so, or last season, rather. Um, and then underachievers, I don't even know if it counts at this point. Man, you, they are fucking a garbage fire. I think they. I think they not only don't finish in the top six, I think they struggle to make the top half of the table. So I, I see them in that same spot as Villa 8 to thirteenth, um, which is awful. Yeah, that's definitely not ideal. Um, I guess who I would say, I
0: think I, I want to try to be a little bit less obvious with my biggest overachiever because I think with the business, like Aston Villa and Everton, they're kind of easy picks. For overachievers, especially considering where they already are at the already are in the table, Um, biggest overachiever that I'm going to pick is going to be Leeds. I think that they'll finish around like I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a place on it because I got cojones. Um, I'm gonna say they're gonna finish around tenth. Is where I think I think they're at. They're eighth now. I don't think that's necessarily representative of their talents. But I think they'll overachieve, and I'll think they'll, I think they'll—they think they'll finish around like that 10, 10 to twelve range. And I think for a team coming up, like a team that did spend, but not really like not—it's not like Wolves when they came up. Right. Like they're not—they're not dropping crazy on Portuguese players, left and yeah, right. right. Like they're—it's. I think that that position for them would be an overachievement. But that's just because I really do have a belief in Bielsa. I think that he's a good manager. I think that him hiding in the bushes all the time is uh, is a great it's a great strat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. Um, I would just like to point out you said you were going to put a place on, then you said 10th and 12th. So that's, that's 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 a range great. like I gave. Did you get range? I did. I said 8th to 13th oh. for both of them. Wow, well, I wasn't really listening to you. I was all in my own head. That's not what, what I was going to
0: say. Uh, I don't really listen to you very often. Um, that's fine. I guess, did you pick an overachieving player? Oh, five? I'm sorry. No, think?
1: I didn't. Uh... Well, let's do that now. Let's do that now. What do you? Well, do uh, go first. You should do your yeah. underachiever first. Underachiever team.
0: Oh, underachiever team. I think that Burnley is going to be my underachiever of the season because I think that they might go down.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that, that's I think that they're going to be close.
0: I mean, they. I mean, they always look solid with with Sean Dyche, but I just. I mean, a negative five goal differential already. Just, I, I, they don't really look confident. It doesn't look like. They're completely. It looks like you know they're it's 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 like when when Stoke was getting ready to go back down and all these teams like you know you see them starting to get it's like their their style of play just doesn't work anymore like with Swansea and with like all those teams Sunderland like it's the same style of play year in year out and eventually teams figure that out and I mean it's not really like there's a ton to figure out with Burnley in the first place but. I just don't. I don't feel confident in them.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I also think that this season doesn't play well to them. Um, I, I was looking it up earlier, and obviously it's only four four games in or whatever. But um, the average goals per game uh, throughout an entire season is usually around two point seven, around that range. Um, so far this season, it's three point seven. Um, so defense has been I think has been struggling with COVID um, not having the full I think you you gotta meld with her and kind of play well with your players to have a right. good defense and with I, the new squads that exactly. are mashing or even especially just, with the three games a week sometimes. Yeah, and just people you haven't played with in, you know, a couple months or whatever, you gotta work on that communication and, and work on good defending. You know, one player can make an offense, one player can't make a defense. So um Burnley, any team that's you know, focusing on good defending and, and countering, I think is gonna have a, a tough go this season. Gotcha. So yeah, now we uh, should, you know, do the same thing. So instead of talking about teams, let's let's talk about players. Who do you think uh, is going to overachieve? Who do you think is going to underachieve?
0: Overachieving player, hmm. I guess if I really had to put a pin on it, I, I don't. I don't know if it'll be necessarily overachieving for him, but the way he played last season, coming into this season, I feel like Wilfred Zaha is going to really overachieve. I, I like the way that Crystal Palace looks. Just. They're very athletic, a lot of speed, a lot of quickness, um, especially. I forget the name of the winger is on that side. It's like as as a as something. Um, anyways, he he's he looks really solid when they played Everton. I was impressed with him, um, and I just I really like Will Wilzahad as a player. I I, I I mean I I don't think that he's it's a, it would have been a great signing for Everton like like everyone wanted you know for the price, but. I really like him as a player and I really think that he's incredibly talented. So I, I, I look forward to seeing what he does through the season. I guess if I were to do like a more like surprise overachieving player, I guess it would be Adam O'Lookman. Cause I don't think a lot of people are going to expect a lot out of him. And I still have a deep love for Adam O'Lookman. I think that he got screwed here as we've gone over previously in many different instances with me and Luke personally, um, uh, Luke and I personally, and, and, uh, and I just think that he's he's got too much talent not to, at the very least, show many flashes of it if he gets the game time.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, what about an
0: underachiever? Anybody on Manchester? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> it
1: really even underachieving? Paul Bogba,
0: I don't know. No. I mean, Bruno will probably put up decent numbers, but he I don't know, he's just he he really annoys me. He's just like he's schmarmy. He, he's yeah. He's just like he's really the essence of Manchester United. Like, I feel like he's really a really good player for them because he's just so, like, I'm amazing and I'm going to be arrogant about how good I am and you need to be giving me all these calls because I'm, like, LeBron James of the EPL. And it's like, no, no, you're not.
1: Right, yeah, and I think he... Isn't even that level of? I mean, it was annoying when he was very good and expecting all that. Now he's just not even that good. He was lazy. That that penalty he gave up in the Tottenham game was a joke. Like he's just completely checked out at times. Yeah. So I mean, I just, I I guess
0: I feel for like I feel for Rashford. Feel for Greenwood. I like them. Yeah. I Like them as players. Like I think especially with what what Rashford does. Like like I said outside mm-hmm. of the game. You know, I, well, this project was feeding a ton of people. Right, yeah. He got yeah, like an mde they, for, yeah, for the like uh, he, he does amazing school work. lunches. When yeah, closed. he does amazing work. So I, I feel for them. Um. But yeah, everyone else, I think that, you know, Harry, I mean, Luke's not going to be as responsible now. But, you know, like Luke Shaw, sorry, I always use first names. But like Harry Maguire, I think is going to underachieve. Like you, you got so many players that just have such a huge potential to underachieve there. <laughs>
1: right. I think, and if the whole team underachieves, like I think they're going to, then obviously the players are too. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, since I since I picked them as my uh, underachieving team, I'm, I'm not going to mention any of their players when I when I talk about uh, someone underachieving. Um, so I think I'm actually going to go bold here um, because I'm probably going to be super wrong. And it's partially just because of how good he was last season. But I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to underachieve this season. Wow. Do I think he's still going to be a pretty good player? Yes. But I don't think he's going to be anywhere close to what he was last season. Um, Watching them, you know, obviously the 7-2 victory, you can point to three or four goals that, you know, he kind of fucked up. But even before that, you could just see he was – laxadaisical um on a couple of plays. I, I it went even back to the restart. Obviously they didn't have a ton to play for, um, but the whole Liverpool squads kind of look hung over since that uh since they <laughs> secured the championship. And um obviously I think if other players step up you might not notice as much. And a lot of times they're still gonna be able to win because they're so talented. But I think I think Trent's gonna have a, a tough season. Um, and as we Talked about, he doesn't really have any cover, so I think he's gonna be out there a lot, which is gonna expose him to, um, you know, to have given up some goals. So I think he'll, he'll get a lot. He'll still get his assists. Um, I don't think he's gonna do what he did last year, but he, he's gonna um, get his assists. But I think defensively he's gonna be much more questionable. He is not on the same
0: pace currently. He's on pace for like, if he gets around the
1: same match output, like ten. That's it. Yeah, nine ten assists. Yeah, I, mean, I think he'll get eight nine assists, um, which obviously is fantastic for the for the right back. But it's I think I think uh, defensively he's gonna be questionable. And you know, if they had coverage, I think I would say his spot might be in jeopardy. But I don't think they do, so I don't think it will be. But we'll, we'll see, see as it. the season goes on. Wow. And then as uh, overachiever, uh, shout out to my boy. We mentioned him earlier. Doesn't get respect. Patrick Bamford. I think he's I think he's going to do well. Um, I think, I mean, this goes to what uh, Dom talked about too. He thinks Leeds is going to overachieve. And that they were one of the teams I wanted to mention as well um, as possible overachievers. So if, you know, if they overachieve, then obviously players on the team are going to overachieve. And I think he's going to be their main striker going forward. Um, they brought in Rodrigo, obviously, but everyone kind of assumes that he's, you know, the backup coming off the bench. Um, He had not the best start to the season, giving up the penalty that that Salah ended up scoring. So um, that is, you know, I think Bamford will will maintain his position as the the number one striker, and I think they're going to give going to score a lot of goals, and he's going to get a lot of them. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Definitely, I I appreciate your very bold claim on Trent Alexander. That's an interesting perspective. And it was uh, more well thought out than I was thought I was going to be. <laughs> um,
1: I know uh, how to talk good. I don't actually
0: have I, any words. I, I tell <laughs> um Okay, so hot seat. What do you? Who do you think is the manager most likely to get fired?
1: I just. I really want to say. And I guess I would say fired first. I still. I think it's. I think it's uh, Scollinsar or Ollie as they call him (laughs) Um, Oli whatever I think he is I I think that team is going to underachieve so hard especially early obviously the there's speculation you know is he going to get time like Klopp and Pep did I don't think he deserves time like Klopp and Pep did because they were you know Pep was arguably one of the greatest managers ever at least not at the time he was and and Klopp was well respected um, before coming in so he you know ollie doesn't have that that uh, he's a he's a club legend but he doesn't have that managerial experience so i don't think he's going to get the time um that those teams got and i mean man u is a little generous but i don't know they're going to be so bad i i think that they're going to have to pull the trigger yeah that's um it's
0: reasonable i would say first manager that I think is going to get fired. You know, if it wasn't Pep, I would say it would be Pep, just from no, where City's yeah. at currently. But I, I, like, the whole team was built for him, so there's just, there's no way. Right. Um, I wish I could be, like, as bold, but I guess I just, I can't. Um, I don't know. I think that, I don't even know.
1: Cause I guess I would say, I don't even know. I don't know soccer at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fulham's just promoted, though, so I don't think they're in. It's not like. I think. Be a Parker. Parker. I Scott Parker. Oh,
0: yeah, he just got hired recently, too. So it definitely won't be him. Um. I don't know. I think if Burnley stay down as low as they are, I think Sean Dyche might be fired pretty early. So they try to get a manager bounce. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the trust is built up a lot there, but I don't know. I just... that would strike me. And then I honestly think that if Chelsea continue to underperform as they do, I think that Lampard might be on the hot seat as well. I think that you might see him out of the club a lot further than you maybe initially anticipated. Mm -hmm. So... I guess those would be my two, since I'm gonna throw an extra one out there just to see. It. Just I gotta get one to Something's hit, gonna you know? stick, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, uh, what else we got
1: here? I don't think we should do worst divers. Yeah, I mean, I don't, it's like hard to yeah, qualify. Um, <laughs> you just want to do golden boot and then yeah, do the
0: table. Golden boot. Um, do you want to do like manager of the year?
1: too? Because, I don't I feel I feel like like
0: as hard. as as football manager right Exactly. Exact. you just I feel like we should so hard, hard to pick if someone I'm who's going to get fired, fired. It's all oh I, felt I, like, I mean carlos would be my manager right That's i think
1: a, that he's so going to end up being it he, he could, could, yeah. He could yeah. yeah you'll you'll hear about that in a minute right. with my all right, all right. yeah, all right. yeah. All right. manager of the year and and uh, we'll do we manager of the year at golden boot then do the table yeah, yeah. who do you think golden boot well, fine, manager of the year.
0: My manager of the year is Carlo fucking Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo. 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 I'm just gonna call him Carlo.
1: Carlo. It's Carlo.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that Everton are gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this high as long as I can, and I think that they're gonna have a, uh, a successful season. So I'm so gonna pick him.
1: What What place do you think they'd have to end up in order for him to be a manager of the year? Slash like not necessarily at least top six. Top six, okay. Yeah. I mean I can I can definitely see that. So um yeah, I mean obviously I don't think they really get uh, gauged on signings, but he's the the early contender. I mean obviously it's how well the signings do, but um yeah more about overall team um the performance. But hmm, for my too early prediction, I'm gonna say Brandon Rogers. Uh coming back to to come back to the Premier League for Leicester. I mean, he's he's done it before in the Premier League, not won it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think anyone thinks Leicester's going to win it. But, you know, he's he's been very good at Liverpool uh, before he left. And he's been solid since coming back to Leicester. And I think he, you know, I think they have a shot to get back in the, the mix of the, the top six. Um, and then possibly higher if, you know, Man, you compose the way I think they're going to, and Chelsea continues to underperform. um, You know they could be up there, so I think he's uh, my early early contender for manager of the season. Interesting, I like it.
0: Yeah, it's a good call. Um, Who do you think is going to be the golden boot?
1: I, it's not even it's not even a, a bold prediction, but I think I I'm gonna go Salah. I think he's gonna play. A lot, a lot, a lot for Liverpool. Um, I think their defense looks a lot less strong than has previously, but I still think they're going to win a lot of games, um, so they're going to have score a lot. I think um, Mo has, you know, everything there. I think he's started off real fast. He um, looks like he's their penalty taker, so he's going to, um, you know, get that boost, uh, and he also, I think, has the best chance to not sit out games where I think Mane... And Firmino might, you know, get a little more rotation than Salah. So I'm not going to pick the same person because originally that would have been my pick. But just because
0: you picked Mo, I feel like I need to go in a different direction. Um, I'm going to pick Dom. Oh, wow. Dom wow. Calvert-Lewin going to win the Golden not, boot not, a, not a homer at all. No, not a homer at all. Because as you can see,
1: let's go to the Golden table TV. right yeah. now. Yeah, he is leading. Well, he's tied, actually. is also got yeah, six. six.
0: Okay, so here's why I say this. I say this because of, again, like you said with Mo, his playing time. Yeah. Also due to the fact that he is a lot younger, so I think the ability to stave off injury, especially in this packed season, um, is going to be much more beneficial to him, physically speaking, as opposed to Mo, Mo yeah. getting up towards 30, or in 30s. I think he's 30. He's like 30, 31. 30 or 31, yeah, so... I think, I think that gives him an edge. I also think the fact that we talked about loaning out Moyes. right? Uh, loaning out Moyes Keen uh, means that he's really going to be the sole number one. I mean, really. Besides Richarlison, you have Tosen As oh, your geez,
1: he's uh twenty eight. We were we were oh. off
0: on Mo, but still. Wow. Apologies to Mo Salah. He feels like he's, he's been around he's, for forever. He's so. three
1: years older than us. Oh,
0: Jesus. That just feels sad. Don't even don't even talk like that. Anyways. So, still, point stands. Right. I feel like Dominic will be able to handle the, se- the the pace of the season better, especially just looking at the man. He's just, like, physically ridiculous. Um, that and the fact that I feel like most of how Everton plays is built to center around his first touch finishing. As long as it can still stay with James and the wings feeding him in for this one touch. He's always in the right spot now. He's really kind of developed into a poacher just knowing where to be to get that rebound. I just think that with the potential of the team I think that if they perform as they can and they do get to that point they'll get to that point partly on the back of Dominic's goals or Charleston's goals, Hamez's goals and assists.
1: So That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Going at all-Everton yeah, homer. All-Everton. All homer. Didn't, didn't pick him as the this season, at least. Um, yeah, which is going to look stupid when I, do, <laughs> when I do the ending table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 you said it was too obvious. You didn't, you didn't mention it. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to jump in and, and do a table after I pee real quick. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Pee break. All right. You want me to Yeah, I, yeah I, I feel like it, it doesn't matter. I can go first.
1: You can go first. No, it's go whatever first. you want to do. All right. Uh, so our way too early predictions for the final Premier League team. All right. well, Premier League table. So our way too early predictions for the final Premier League table. Let's get started. I'm just gonna go down. I'm gonna yeah, list off 20 it. teams. Dom's gonna lift off. List just off dip 20 your balls teams. In that cold water. Definitely gonna copy all my teams. Um, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so That's fucking bold. Eer- eerily similar. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So let's get it started hate to say it, Liverpool, number one overall. Uh, I think they're going to be good enough to, to repeat. Uh, second, I'm going to put Man City. They're going to bounce back from a bad start to the season. I think okay, it is okay. going to be a legit title race towards the end of the season. Um, third, Tottenham. Don't like Jose, but I think they did some good business. Son is fantastic; he's gonna carry them to a third place finish in a Premier or a Champions League spot. Fourth, Arsenal. I was so tempted to do my fifth fifth team here, but <laughs> I think Arsenal is the safer bet. I like Arteta, uh, Man City connection. I think they did some good business bringing in Partey, um, and I think they're just you know the more established side. Fifth, Everton. Everton. Uh, they're wow. just going to miss out on the top four. Um, they're going to keep this rolling. It's long, barring any injuries to Rodriguez, he's really changed the way they've played, and Ancelotti obviously has had a big uh, part of that as well. Fifth, Leicester. I think Leicester. Sixth. Six. That's what I meant. <laughs> Counting. Uh, Leicester. Uh, like I said, I, I think they're going to um, do a, do a good job. They're going to have a good uh, good season think that's going to be enough to get Brandon Rogers uh, uh, manager of the year and I think the Vardy's going to have himself a, a good year as well as well as uh, Madison and some of their other young players. I'm just stalling because I don't know who to pick next. Uh, seventh I am going to go... I mean, if
0: you want, I can try to fill some time for you. No, that's fine. I'm just joking. Okay.
1: I actually have input on Team 7th. I'm like, wow. I didn't say you, you don't. don't. I'm just saying I'm not just best. babbling. I am talking about the teams I'm picking. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh Chelsea, 7th. Going to be a disappointing season for them, um, but they're still going to be up there. Don't think Lampard gets fired over seventh, not at this point in his career. Um, I think hopefully they get uh, some of the young guys out there named Christian Pulisic, um, Mm -hmm. and and he has a good season, and and they're able to do all right, although the defense I think is going to be suspect. Um, And, you know, we can talk about that keeper. Who is a bust? Uh, Eighth, let's go with, hmm. You know, this is gonna be my first kind of major shakeup. I'm gonna go Brighton eighth. I think Brighton looks pretty good this season. Um, they are gonna overperform um, and, and have a good season. Uh, solid at the back, have some good counterattacking ability. Um, so they're gonna end up eighth. Ninth is gonna be Villa. They're gonna be able to keep this run going to a. Uh, you know, they're gonna not have a relegation battle like last season and they're going to have a uh, an, a good season um good solidifying season hopefully do some business in the in the summer and see what they can do next year uh 10th I'm gonna do Newcastle Newcastle wow. I I kind of like Newcastle this year I think kale Wilson was a was a big signing um I think Brucey Ball is not fun to watch but I think it is Good enough to, you know, have them with a the mid table finish, um, and have some, you know, real good, uh, real good results mixed in with some real bad ones. Eleventh, oh. uh, I'm putting Man U. Um, obviously, bottom half of the table. That's the only reason I'm putting Newcastle tenth, just to get them to the bottom <laughs> half. Um, they're going to have a not good season, and I've said it twelve times, so I won't go too much more into that. Twelfth, I will put uh, Crystal Palace. Um, that's a little low than I wanted them, but I think they're going to have a, a good season, but not a great season. They're a mid-table team now, um, and I think that they're you know any anytime they're not in a relegation battle is a win for Crystal Palace with the the way their <laughs> team's made up right now. Thirteenth. Uh, is the number I think I'm at, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to put West Ham. West Ham is not good, but they're not terrible. (laughs) They have enough good players that they're not going to be in a relegation battle. They're going to be just outside of it, though. Um, Then I will put... I want to say Wolves next. Uh, wolves, I think, are in for a bit of a wake up this season. Um, they've had two back to back pretty good seasons. Obviously, two years ago, much even better than last season, but um, they. I don't think have the you know they have made that big investment and they haven't really done much since then um or at least not a ton and, and they've had some players perform well enough where they're getting poached uh with Yota and Doherty leaving and I think Doherty is a, a big loss even though I think Yota's is the better player I think Doherty is more key to them um at his position yeah. so good point good point uh do 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 next I'm going to put hmm kinda in between two right now. What am I at? Fifteen. Fifteen, okay Magic number fifteen. Fifteen, I'll put Southampton. Um I think they're gonna be in a bit of a relegation battle. Um I think they're gonna get themselves secure, um, but not a ton of time left in the season. Um, and they are going to be in trouble. Sixteenth, um, I'm gonna put Burnley. Um, I do think they're gonna have a rough season. I mean, they were top eight or nine they were two, or two, two years, years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So, so they, you know, seventh, I believe seventh yeah, into Europe. Seventh, seventh into, into Europe. Europe. So, so they yeah, definitely are, are falling from that, as we talked Europe. about. I think the defensive-based teams are gonna have trouble. But I think they're good enough to stay up at the very least. Um, Then 17th. I'm going to put. I don't even know. Do I have four teams left? I got West Brom, Sheffield, Fulham, and. I don't think you've put Leeds anywhere. Yeah, did I put Leeds? Did I not put Leeds? Fuck.
0: No, we got yeah Liverpool City Spurs Arsenal Everton Leicester Chelsea Brighton Villa Newcastle Man U Crystal Palace West Ham United Wolves Southampton Burton. All right,
1: I, I fucked, fucked up. All right, I We're fucked just, up. I'm just, just gonna put just um, back in there. yeah, I'm just gonna put Leeds um after Newcastle. After Newcastle. Yeah, so eleventh. Okay. Yeah, forgot about Leeds. My bad.
0: Okay, so that pushes Man U to twelfth, Crystal Palace to thirteenth, West Ham United to fourteenth, Wolves fifteenth, Southampton sixteenth. Burnley 17. Yeah. So with that being said, this is your relegation zone. Yeah,
1: my my three fe- my three teams going down are Burnley, I'm no, sorry, not Burnley. Oh. West, West Brom right, in 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 order? In order. In order, in order, in order I'm going to have Sheffield West Brom Fulham.
0: Sheffield United, West Brom. And Fulham,
1: sad. Yeah, I think Fulham and West Brom, they just got promoted. I don't think they have enough. I think Fulham has a better shot of staying up than West Brom um, in terms of just straight up and up. Are they going to be up or not? But I think Fulham is, um, is having a rough start, and I don't think they're going to pick it up. And then I think Sheffield is kind of in for a rude awakening. Um, they did some... Nonsense last season and finished pretty well, um, considering. But I don't think that brand of football is gonna gonna work, work two seasons in a row. I think people are are ready for it this year, and, and uh, they're gonna lose.
0: Yeah, I think you're definitely you definitely have an interesting selection. You went bold with uh, some you know, semi in the top of the chart. Um, let's just see. I'm gonna I'm gonna show this back to you, and you can just rapid rapid fire read your predictions okay. back to yeah. the
1: people Yeah. Wondering. Just uh, uh, just a disclaimer this was all off the dome. dome. I was yeah. not reading no, anything. I mean, so just I mean, this is that, that's why I'm bad at this. So uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to go Liverpool first, City second, Spurs, Arsenal, Everton, Leicester, Chelsea, Brighton, Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, Man U, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Wolves, Southampton, Burnley, Sheffield, West Brom, Fulham.
0: Okay. The official picks have been made for Luke for the 2020-2021 EPL season, so I guess that leaves it to me to uh, to do mine here. So, oh, oh boy, this is really making me nervous. Okay, mine's gonna be a little bit more rapid fire with a little bit less reason, probably. Well, that's not that's not for sure, but um, yeah, less insight is what he just first said. place for the EPL season, Everton Football Club. Yes, it sounds like a homer pick. I know. I know it sounds like a homer pick, and it is. I'm not going to deny the fact that it's a homer pick. It, it is It is one quarter based on thought and three quarters based on heart, and that might be generous. But it's um, the feeling that I've had to start the season, just watching how already the team looks so much together with James in there, and he doesn't even probably speak, like, five words of English yet. And the, like they they're still able to communicate properly and know what each other are going to be doing i can only envision that getting better throughout the season and really as long as he stays healthy i think that we're bound to finish in the top four i think that champions league is a is, a, is almost a definite uh four games in this season definite champions. i think that champions league is a sincere possibility And I think that there is a chance, if they gel together properly and some more reinforcements are brought in in January, that they could pull off a Leicester City. So I'm going to go with them top. My second is going to be Liverpool, uh, because they just have the most talented team in the league to me. I think that if Everton win, there is going to be an element of luck to it. But I think that this is one of those seasons where who the fuck knows. So I think that that might be a safe bet. Maybe I'll go put a 20 on that. (laughs) Uh, But Liverpool second. City third. Fourth for me would be, I'm going to say fourth for me is Chelsea. I think Frank keeps the job. I think things start to mesh together. (laughs) I talk about him like that because he's a personal friend.
1: That's not even what I'm laughing at. You're saying, I think Frank keeps the job. You are the one who predicted him getting fired. You're not countering me. You're countering yourself.
0: Okay, okay. But here's my thought process, though. I think that he is likely to get fired if it doesn't go well. But I didn't say that it's definitely not going to go
1: well. I mean, we'll, right. we'll, we'll listen back. I might I, be fucking wrong. No, but, I mean, I know what you're saying, but that's usually, that's, that's not how the predictions work. You got, you're, you're predicting, predicting who, who you think is going to get fired because you think they're going to get fired, not because if this happens. I,
0: but I think that he's the most likely to get fired besides whoever else. I <laughs> Sean Dyche. <mentioned. laughs> Sean Dyche. Um, But I, I think that, There's equal opportunity that can go really well if Christian comes back into the side and is able to knit things together and go on those meandering runs like he does. I think that he would be able to gel everything together long enough for the defense to settle in and be able to operate functionally. Because I think that Kurt Zuma is a really good player. I've seen it from my time watching him. And I think that as long as he has a player next to him that knows what they're doing, like especially someone like... Thiago Silva, who's just like immensely better than Michael Keane at doing the exact same things that Michael Keane usually does, except for more. So I think that there's a potential there to be really good. Do I think that it could also go very bad? Yes, I do. But I think that there's a chance there that could be really good. Fifth for me would be Spurs. Then sixth, I would put uh, Arsenal. Arsenal will be my sixth. Seventh, Coming in for me in seven, I would say Crystal Palace, my overachievers. I think that they will they will make it up there. Um, I think that it will be tough. I, I, no, you know what? I take, I take that back. I take that back. I take this all back because I forgot about Leicester, and Leicester needs to sneak in at sixth. So move Spurs and Arsenal down and put Leicester in there. That's my
1: mistake. So you want Leicester to fit Put Spurs, Spurs up one, and put Leicester move, move Arsenal <laughs> down one. How does how does
0: math work? Uh, um. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so then, what am, of, I, what am I? What am I? I Luke, count for me.
1: So, so. You want Do you, do you, do you Crystal Palace? What am I currently at? Okay. But did you did, did you, you count, count Crystal Palace? Did you said, said Crystal Palace and you you went back? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Put them next. Okay. okay so, so Crystal Palace is in eighth. eighth.
0: Okay. Crystal Palace is in eighth. Okay, we're back on track here. Crystal Palace is in at eight. Then I think that ninth is going to be United. And I think that tenth is going to be Leeds, as previously stated. I'm going to keep on that one. That one's going to stay consistent. Um, so then that would put me at 11th, which would bring me to Wolves. Then from Wolves I would go to Brighton. Now I'm at thirteen. Correct. Thirteen I would have Newcastle. Because as you I think that I think that they have a, a very well-rounded team now. I think that they have some really high performers that will outperform Bruce Ball. I think that they will they will lift him up to be better than he is because he's obviously not that great. Um so what are we have, 14? Correct. 14 would put me at, I believe, Southampton. Then I believe West Ham. That's 16? 15? That would be 16. 15. 16. Okay, so who am I missing that's going to stay alive?
1: Yeah, Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham, and...
0: Burnley, Sheffield, Fulham, and West Brom. West Brom, yeah. Okay, so... Fulham... In, even though this is really not backed up by anything. It's just hope alone. Fulham outside of the zone at 17. Then 18, 19, 20 is going to be Burnley, Sheffield. No, switch that. Sheffield, Burnley, West Brom. My top picks. So rapid, rapid fire. We read that back one more time. We have Everton, Liverpool, Manchester City, Chelsea, Spurs, Leicester, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, Leeds, Wolves, Brighton, Newcastle, Southampton, West Ham, Fulham, Sheffield, Burnley, and West Bromwich Albion.
1: And that's the fix. Yeah, we, we both have Sheffield going down, which I think is a little bold, but that's uh, what it is.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I like the way that they play. I think that there's definitely a chance for them to stay up, but I just think that, I don't know, it might just be too gimmicky. Who knows?
1: Yeah, It's the way I manage my football manager team. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see yeah oh shit as with everything in the way too early predictions
0: right right yeah well we'll see how wrong we were later in the year me Me most specifically Uh, yeah, yeah
1: okay so i guess uh we can stop it there all right full disclosure did forget to record these during our normal recording session so i am currently sitting at my dining room table in my boxers trying to get these done on friday night so let's get it started with some outros Take six. All right, guys, I appreciate you sticking through the whole episode, and we hope to hear, have you back next week. We'll be coming back to you live after Match Week 5 in order to break down some of the games that we saw over the weekend as well as give you a preview of Match Week 6 and introduce some weekly segments. If you want to get in touch with us in between, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all of which you can find at a Rainy Night Pod. That's all for now and see us see you later fuckers